welcome, welcome to the Idea Lab show by uh, talking and listening to different perspectives uh, on uh, on the subject matter. And today the topic is about loved one, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And with me, I have a wonderful uh, guest, and his name is Azar Otman. Uh, Azar is a charismatic uh, and a dynamic entrepreneur with vast experience in business and management. He is also the first local branch manager in Labuan. Now, he was born and raised uh, in Labuan Island, so makes him a, a Labuan boy. Uh, and he went overseas and got his uh, MBA in, in US uh, at the age of 21, which is very impressive. So currently, he's a chairman of the BIM IAGA, uh, as a business council chairman, where, which focus on promoting trade growth in the region. Uh, currently, he's the co principal consultant for his consulting agency. Welcome, Azar, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Raymond. You know, you mentioned that you were uh, the branch manager of the, uh, the Standard Chartered Bank. Uh, can you tell us when, when was this? And at that time, when you were the manager, what kind of economic activity was uh, prominent on the island then? I was the branch manager of Standard Chartered Labuan for a short time only, about three years. But before that, I was in other branches in other parts of Malaysia. But I was lucky because at that moment, there are a lot of development in Labuan. Two things that I remember. One was the construction and the completion of financial park which even until today is probably the biggest building complex in Labuan. Secondly, it was the time when Sabah shipyard was in the boom. They were at their peak. They had a very big project at that time. And because they are our uh, the bank customer, so I can see how they grow or how they prosper, not only the company, uh, even the staff, the the managers from what I see. So it was a good time for Labuan at that time. Property owners were doing well because the value increased, property rental also increased, and generally people got paid high salary mm. at that time. So it was a prosperity for Labuan at that time. I think the building of the financial park was really exciting uh, for a lot of people from Labuan because it was the first modern building, I, I would say. Yes, yes, yes. Building at that scale. And I was correct, correct. It's huge, yes. So the shipyard then, uh, how, how many workers? Do you have an idea? I think it was up to 3,000 people working. Wow. Thousand, probably 2,000 to 3,000. But it was easiest, uh, by far the biggest employer outside the government uh, in Labuan. So imagine so the, the, the impact is huge, yes. Yeah, the impact, the cascading uh, impact. They bring their families and they, they settle Correct. down here. And all the spending power was there. Uh, Correct. But, but I also remember it was sadly that I read in the paper one day, you know, people coming to work and they suddenly find the gate shut. The the economy really took a plunge. It was slowed down. Yeah, I, of course, there's another reason for that. The mm. internal issue of uh, Sabah Shipyard. Yeah. So okay, I, I wouldn't want to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we know what we know. Recently, 
I, I came across that, that you did a presentation about Labuan, the, the challenges in the virtual Borneo Forum. Can, can, perhaps you can share some key ideas that uh, you presented on that forum. That forum was organized by a third party. It was a group of people based in London, but made up of uh, Sabahans who organized this uh, forum on various topics. They have a series, uh, I think, monthly forums. For us, it was about business in Bimiaga, in Borneo, and that sort of thing. So for my part, they asked me, and they asked each of the chairman or the, the head of other uh, territories or provinces about what potential things or projects that can be tapped in that respective territory or states. So for Labuan, I was, I was asked to name three. So what I shared was uh, three potential projects that are going to have significant impact on Labuan. Number one is the obvious one, which is the Labuan Bridge. I know this is a politically controversial subject because it has been promised again and again. You know, for Labuan people, we know it's been ages. Sometimes we are not sure whether we <laughs> also will will see the construction of the building. Or I think the past know, people, we've been hearing the same story every time election comes. Yes, yes, <laughs> it has been it has been twenty years. Oh yeah, that story. It was very long. Anyway. Unlike before, there is a progress this time. The progress is there is a bidding process that was held and ended at the end of August. It's called a request for proposal, mm. where interested companies submitted their proposals on how the bridge would look like, what are the benefits, what, is, what are their terms, and how are this, this bridge is going to be financed. So all those things will have to be put in their proposal. Generally, the bridge will be financed through what is called a PFI, Private Financing Initiative, meaning that the government will not be putting up a major part. Not that they don't pay anything, but uh, the major construction costs will not be borne by the government. Mm. So it was uh, mostly by the private sector. Of course, the private sector will want this project to be profitable. Mm. So they will have some concession. They will want something in return for financing the project. It could be a land swap. It could be a toll on <clears> the bridge, you know, things like that. That's the first thing. We can, we can go on later on this. Mm, uh, okay. But for the purpose of the forum, the second thing that I proposed was something to do with oil and gas. It's about ship-to-ship uh, -ship operation, uh, STS in short, for the export of petroleum products. It could be uh, liquid petroleum, it could be gas, it could be other similar products. Uh, unlike uh, the normal operation, this one will be fully operated, or rather the operation will be held at sea, between ship-to-ship. So mm. there is no, lo, no longer a need for a port. And Labuan has the capacity and the requirements needed to hold this kind of operation. You know, I we see. have deep sea, we have a good harbor, and uh, 
anchorage and our location is good so it is a potential business to be considered in the future is it is it current uh, is there such ship to ship on a smaller scale right now going on or? yes uh, i believe uh, it is starting uh, some some companies a few companies are already i'm not too sure the scale of operation right now Okay. But uh, I think this is no longer an idea. Some some people are already initiating this. Okay. Uh, to what extent, I'm not too sure. Mm. Okay, that's right. the second one. The third one is about our Labuan Financial Center. Oh, okay. Of, co of course, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of not so good things said about Labuan. Uh, we call it uh, Offshore Financial Center. The number of companies registered are shrinking. The number of banks, the number of players are shrinking. The volume of business is shrinking. But the authority, Labuan Financial Services Authority, is not giving up on Labuan because we have some interesting or rather attractive incentives. Uh, for example, we only charge uh, 3% of the company's profit uh, in the form of uh, corporate tax instead of like 25% uh, in our regular normal tax structure. And they, they are going forward, they're looking forward on how to move forward in this uh, era. So they actually are going into digitalization mm -hmm. where they have approved, uh, I believe, two, two digital banks, uh, overseas banks. They also have a digital stock market. Oh, I see. And, okay. Yeah, and uh, other companies and other players doing digital operations services. Mm. So this is something new and something interesting that investors and uh, offshore companies or even banks to look into to move forward because in this era, digital technology is so significant that even some of the industries, the uh, conventional banking, might be wiped out. Yes. Because people will be doing their banking digitally. There's yes, no need correct. to go to the bank. So physical banking or physical building of a bank may be a thing of, uh, of the past. So these are the three things that I mentioned because they were asking me about potentials in Labuan. So mm. as uh, I'm actually uh, talking or speaking as some sort of a trade ambassador for Labuan. So <laughs> these are the things that I have to highlight uh, to attract investors and traders uh, into Labuan. Yeah, uh, you were mentioning about digital banking. That is uh, that is very true. Even like now, China is uh, going into the uh, they call it the CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency. Yes, yes. Then also into going into crypto banking, crypto uh, what is it uh, currency. Yes. The the other thing that is, I find it's uh, conflicting is this. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, Labuan, uh, through the offshore uh, financing, they did open a, a digital exchange, something like that. I think. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I yes, know yes. it's uh, Fusang, and I think the other one is Huobi, or it could be others. Uh, but what is conflicting is uh, SEC, uh, the uh, security exchange, actually clamping down on those people in the involving in crypto. So, so you know. At one hand, they say they, if that's the way forward, uh, the central bank must also, uh, they also want to regulate uh, this thing. Yes, I, I understand. 
um, the stand, I, as far as I know, the stand of Bank Negara is not to regulate. Oh. It's to wait, to wait and see. Then they don't have a policy yet on cryptocurrency, or crypto banking, and this sort of thing. They they want to see on what are the development in other countries before making a policy. There's no policy. They're not encouraging it. Okay. And they're not saying that they're promoting it also. At the uh, same time, yeah. uh, Labuan International Business and Financial Center, that's the proper politically correct term, mm. uh, IBFC, IBFC it's, yes, not un, it's not under the direct purview of Bank Negara or Securities Commission. Uh, I see. Okay. So they, they actually can, can, can still do whatever they think is, is proper and, and is appropriate for the development of our offshore banking. So the agency have to work together. Yes, they they work together, but they're not bound by the rules of security commission. To the first point you were saying about the breach, I, I think because this is a topic, you know, it's always brought up uh, when election time come, and then people say, "Oh, this is another propaganda again." There, there was one, this one consultant. He was saying, you know, the breach is uh, physically logical. But the feasibility and the rationale behind it is questionable. So what is your view? How, how is building a bridge uh, going to prosper Labuan? The yeah. project is a game changer. Okay. The bridge is a game changer. Meaning that the impact of, of, uh, from the bridge construction and completion is not only about transportation, to ease transportation. That's the main part, obviously, mm. physically. But that's, it is beyond that. Labuan has, you know, we have been saying Labuan has the potential to be this, to be that. Okay. But with the bridge, it will make some, if not all of these dreams come true. For example, the next uh, closest port, uh, uh, port, seaport and airport is okay. in Kota Kinabalu. All right. right? And you even those from southern part of Sabah go to Kota Kinabalu for administrative things, for you know, to fly and to export cargo and that sort of things. So, and yet Labuan is nearer to them. What if it is more convenient? It is more, more cost effective for them to go to Labuan instead of to KK. Mm. You have Sipitang. They don't have a, a big port yet, so they can make use of Labuan port or, or any of the port facilities in Labuan to export or import their raw materials and so on instead of using KK. Mm. So there's only one. How about tourism? People from overseas can actually go to Labuan and go to Western, go to Manumbuk to see fireflies or whatever else in southern part of Sabah. Similarly, people going to fly, they will go to Labuan instead of KK. So Labuan has to have, there is an incentive with this bridge, there is incentive for Labuan to expand its airport or its connectivity. We might one day have connection with China, with other other foreign countries and there's no need to go to KK. So right. Labuan, on top of that, Labuan will be the urban center. 
we have everything, all kinds of uh, officers and agencies. I heard there are more than 80 agencies, federal agencies in Labuan. Mm. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. There's, <laughs> you know, so, but they're not, they're not really working uh, in full capacity because uh, our population that they serve is small. What if this government or these agencies will, uh, with the bridge, these government agencies will be able to serve those in the surrounding area? Not only Sabah, even in Lawas, in Limbang, or in any part of, from Beaufort downward. Mm. You know, so these are the things that will connect Labuan to them, make Labuan closer, make Labuan more convenient to go to, not just for tourists, but also for um, our own Sabah population. Mm. And another thing also, we, we are connected uh, with Sabah culturally and socially. And with this bridge, it will can only enhance that relationship and that we, are, we will be nearer to Sabah physically and also in terms of our communication and socially also. So in, mm. in short, it's not just about transportation. It's not just about going from point A to point B. But of course, that is the main one. Imagine yourself when, when the bridge is there. Just imagine Penang Bridge. How easy it is to go from the main the island to the Correct. mainland. Similarly, you can go anytime you want. You want to go to KK. It will be <laughs> like two, only a two hours, uh, less than three hours drive. Correct, correct. You know, and any time of the day, any time in the middle of the night, whatever you want. And how about medical facilities? We see complaints from a lot of uh, our people about right. our hospital not being you know, not, uh, not really having enough facilities. Yes. yes. So if that is the case, then we can always go to Labuan for emergency cases without waiting for the next ferry, you know. So I can go in, on and on. So it is a game changer. It will make Labuan uh, more prosper. Do you see the possibility of new industry, industry um, coming up? Uh, taking advantage of the duty-free in Labuan? Yes, uh, I did suggest to someone if this Labuan bridge is become, becomes a reality, I hope that our duty-free status will remain and will not be revoked because that's about the only thing that we have now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> even, they, even then, that uh, you know, we are being Slowly, it's been taken away from us. Yeah, starting with yeah. a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, something to do with that. And there could be other things that will be taken away. So yeah. I, 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 I foresee that a few projects, uh, a spin-off of uh, this bridge to be, to be done. It could be that uh, there will be a land reclamation. There could be a whole new, bigger urban center you know, for Labuan, uh, towards the east, uh, or, uh, east coast, nearer to Sabah. There could be a massive reclamation there. We'll mm. bring uh, projects and 
make uh, Labuan properties uh, more valuable. Uh, there could be a push for tourism. There could be, you know, all kinds of facilities being built there, even universities, even whatever things that we might not be thinking now. Mm, so, correct. and Labuan will also, I will, I foresee that the population will increase. I, I, I suggest that for residential area to be placed in Menombok or Mampakul, the other side. You know, because of the bridge, it's only like, what, a 10-minute drive and everybody will right. be in Labuan. So we don't right. have to have, you know, Labuan is a small island. You know, we don't want, we, we don't need to be crowded. So yeah. make, make massive, there's uh, plenty of land in, in uh, Menombok and Kuala Punyu. Right. They can, you know, they can put up residential areas. And even, even what will hold the, the Sabah government can actually declare that area as a economic zone, a free economic zone. Oh, that's interesting. That. Mm. Similar to a duty free. No, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a zone where products are cheaper without oh, okay. you know, okay. the tax. Yeah. Uh, free economic zone, normally this one is associated with uh, areas nearer to borders or ports. Like in Klang, they have a, a free economic zone. In uh, the border of uh, Thailand and Malaysia, there is an economic zone there. Hmm. So places where you know uh, where products are being imported or exported, so those uh, nearer to that will be declared as uh, a free economic zone with hmm. uh, incentives. So that can be done. There's there's nothing to stop the government from doing that to complement Labuan. Correct, correct. So there's a huge, that's why I said it's a game changer. It, you know, it's up to the government to take See, initiative to, to do correct. all these things. You know, you know, Labuan has been hit with the, uh, you know, in 2014, 2015, the oil, the oil crisis, uh, even they say even up to 10,000 people left the island. I, I'm not sure to, how to verify the, the statistics. Uh, but uh, yes, yes. You know, ever since then, uh, some got, took over. Uh, the logistic company got shut down. So especially with now, with, all the, when the, with the pandemic, so we also cannot expand towards tourism because tourism is no-go, no-fly. So yes, yes. at this current moment, if you are a business person, uh, what what kind of business do you think you can suggest that we can go into, you no, know, to temporarily, you no, know, create that uh, income? Okay. Um. Before before that, uh, let me go back a bit. Uh, give you a bit of statistics in terms of GDP per capita. Okay. Labuan has the second highest GDP per capita in Malaysia. Second only to. Uh, Kuala Lumpur. Per capita, huh? meaning based on the population. And yet, the un unemployment rate, this one I just uh, checked uh, very recently. For quarter, 20, quarter 1, 2021, okay. Labuan has the highest unemployment rate in the whole oh. country. Uh, how many percent is that? 9%, wow, which is double, double the average national unemployment rate. 
So this is uh, very concerning and something that we should do something about. Um, and, you know, what you said, actually, this is as a result of the things that happened to us for the last few years. Correct. Uh, oil and gas. Yes. People living. Uh, and cost of living also, it never go down. It's increasing. <laughs> and the the disposable income uh, went down. Opportunity for carriers and work uh, is depleting. So that's that's uh, the background of what you are saying just now. How do we make Labuan better? I don't have an ideal answer to that because I think the whole country is grappling with grappling with what to do next. But as a person, as individuals, we we should not be bound by our physical limitation of being in in an island i think i think the way forward is technology it doesn't make us make any different wh where you stay whether you are in labuan or you are in japan or you are in mainland somewhere to initiate this as long as the technology is there so you we have to immerse and not only as a user, but also as a business entrepreneur and making use of this technology. Now we're talking in digital platform. What stopped us from creating another digital platform, you know, for everybody to use? So there's no physical boundary as long as you have the technology, you have the knowledge, you have the experience, so you have the opportunity to do that. So I, I think, uh, of course, tourism is uh, in the industry that is controlled by outside factors. Yeah. If it's right. good, it's, it's good. If it's the outside is bad, then it is bad. So it is a fluctuating industry. And in the first place, Labuan is not competitively up there compared to Sabah and Sarawak. Uh, if we were to develop our tourism, we must depend on them. We must be able to work with them and complement them, not working in competition against them. Mm. You know, so, so that's the way forward for tourism. No, what, what I'm hearing is like uh, uh, the idea of digital entrepreneurship. Don't limit your income to, uh, no. Just because we are confined, yeah, island. yeah, yes, physical borders, yes. Yeah, and and I'm sure you you and I have noticed that there are so many riders now, uh, Panda, the Grab, oh, yes, yes. You know, and Mofa, yes, yes, and and I I see that a kind number of these uh, shops uh, selling you no know, uh, the cafe they are they are le leveraging on this one to survive, you know. Uh, if yes, it wasn't yes, for this yes. one, I don't think this one will ever take off. You know, they, they know it's there, but it, it was not an urgency until nobody can come in and dine in in your place. Yes, yes. It's a matter of survival. It's, it's, it's no longer about expansion, it's surviving. Where do you see Labuan in 2030? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> to see Labon in 2030. Maybe creating a vision out of that. Your, your okay, personal that, vision. 
Okay. Uh, before that, there is already a vision by the leaders on okay. what Labuan would be in 2030. Okay. The vision is for Labuan to be a smart and sustainable island city. Okay. Which I completely agree in 2030. I would okay. like to see Labuan as a smart city, you know. Um, what do you mean by smart? Said, oh, there, there are all kinds of smart <laughs> initiatives. It's, it's not about just using technology for our work. Okay. It's way, way beyond that. It's about smart governments, smart education, smart tourism, smart transportation, and all kinds of things. In fact, a few years back, um, Yayasan Pembangunan Labuan had some collaboration with a Chinese uh, agency where we actually signed an agreement for them to help us develop our uh, smart city concept. Oh, okay. But Yes, uh, but uh, and they came here. Of course, the first thing they see is Labuan is too small for them. Yeah. So it's not so big enough for, for, for their project. People, uh, number of people are spending power or? No, just uh, the project is, the, yeah, the number of people and the, <laughs> and the users, the uh, number of users. But okay. we, 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 we are trying to help them to expand their, the usefulness of their projects or their uh, whatever they want to do to other places in, in Malaysia. I see. So, yeah, they, they agree with that, and there have been discussions with uh, a lot of people. And they actually came to Labuan a few times. And th actually, they like Labuan. It, it's, it's not about not liking. They, about they see Labuan? a lot of potential. Sorry? What about, Labuan do they like? what about Labuan do they like? What about Labuan? Because a lot of things can be done easily because it's so small. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's not complicated. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but first thing first, that means uh, they see our internet is not good enough. So that oh, is okay. the first thing that they should do. Uh, so we are talking about 5G, you know, you cannot op operate uh, under 4G if you want to have all these smart things, smart cities. Yes. 5G is the minimum and you yes. can have satellite, you know, China have their own satellite, the Beidou system, BBDS, which mm. is similar to GPS, but even more powerful, even better. Oh. Okay. Yes, because I experienced it. When I went to China, I experienced this, how the 5G technology myself over there, you know, in construction, in, in project development and so on. So mm. that is the, that is the, what the government, at least, the, the government in a few years ago was thinking about. And I hope it, it, the, the vision is still, still remains, but with some tweaks. I see. Uh, okay. Why I said tweaks? Because some of the projects or initiatives in the, in the document is overly ambitious, not practical, or not taking into account the needs of the locals. So I, I wouldn't mention uh, uh, specifically, but what I want to see, before I go to spell out what I want Labuan to be in 2030, which is not very far away, I hope all of us, especially the locals, uh, to 
to sit down. Uh, this is my proposal. It just just uh, come out of of the cuff. Uh. Okay. Why don't we one? Why don't we set up what we call Labuan Economic Action Council, similar to what they did for the whole Malaysia when we had our crisis in 1998? Oh, okay. So why not we have our own version of Labuan Economic Action Council, where uh, senior government leaders, uh, business leaders, uh, professionals, academicians sit together and work out based on this document because we don't want to reinvent the wheel, the wheel you know. Right. It will be costly and it will be costly and time consuming. So we just use that as a base and work around it, pick whichever one is we find feasible and important and after that we come up with a revised you know a labuan development blueprint or something like that because yes. what i see one of the weaknesses of this uh, in the drafting of that project is there is no there is little participation from the local uh, uh, locals in the early stage of the drafting. preparation of that uh, document Mm. Uh, we will only in, involve, get involved, uh, some of us only get involved at the later part when the document was already in the final draft. So there's not much use to talk when you're already finalizing it. So it should yeah. be from the scratch, you know, from, from the early stage. So I hope, you know, somebody will take up this uh, idea. And, you know, because we never have this. We never have okay. all of us especially from the private sector to sit down and talk about what what we want out of from for for our loved one yeah i think that i think that's a very good idea hopefully somebody listening to this uh you know this video podcast <laughs> and then pick up on the idea i yeah we this true you yeah. we need the, the enabler the, the the government agency is come together with the local participants the local businesses the community leaders you no know? And then brainstorm, come out a more viable plan. Considering when they drew this plan back, I what the Laban Development Blueprint was back in twenty fifteen. About five years ago. Uh, five yes, years five ago. years ago. They they yes. did not know yes. about the COVID. <laughs> of course, of course. That's, that's, that's uh, another another argument. We need to revisit. Yes, correct. Because we, we, of how yeah. COVID has wrecked the businesses, yes. wrecked everyone's life. So we need to relook. Yes. You know which one is our priority. Yeah, Aza, we have come yes. to uh, to the close of this one because it's, we have hit the mark already. But I would like us never been to Labuan in a way like how do you market Labuan? You can sum up in three words about Labuan. That is difficult. <laughs> or in your own words. I'll say I'll, I'll sum it up as Labuan is the pearl of Borneo. Okay, pearl of Borneo. Yeah, I, yeah. It is still a pearl of Borneo. I believe that is a, a, a strong and deep connotation to it. You know, I can explain for another half half an hour <laughs> in another program. But that's it because we have unique propositions. We okay. have unique strengths that are not available in many other parts of the region. So, you know, I, I just give you one example. In Bimiaga, we talk about raw materials and resources and Labuan has nothing to offer and yet we actually have something to offer 
that are not available in other countries. For example, our duty-free products. For example, our our offshore banking, our oil and gas. These are unique to us, and everybody wants to know and get involved if we market it rightly. The right way. Correct. The right way. Okay. Azaha, I really, really enjoy our session together. I'm sure our audience also will enjoy and listening to your take on Labuan. And uh, who knows, this one can spur some new ideas in other people and then we can connect the dots in the future. Uh, I hope uh, to invite you back again and, and to share so. uh, about the other perspective on any subject matter that is relevant. Sure, sure. Azaha? Sure. I'll be glad to be here again. Thank you very much and see you again. Thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Bye.